Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Murder Vixens Podcast, a true crime podcast. Welcome back, guys, to Murder Vixens, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. We are on week six. Week six. And I am having so much fun. Me too. Honestly, this is the best time. Yes, some of the cases that we've done are really cool. Really, really, really cool, honestly. I love the paranormal ones. Um, They're so much fun to do. Right. I like the true crime, but I'm really into the paranormal ones. Yeah, I'm really really into the true crime ones. Yeah, I like, I I feel like I've, like, learned a lot more um, than I've ever learned about crime in my entire life. I used to watch TV shows about crime, like, all the time with Gran and stuff. Like, we would watch, like, SVU and... Um, regular Law and Order and Castle and all that stuff, but it's just, this doesn't seem real. It's all, like, kind of fake, like, out of, like, this, out of this world, like, kind of crimes, but, like, now when we sit here and do them together, it's, like, more, like, it makes it all more real. Yeah. Especially when we do ones, like, close to home, like, our first couple of ones. Right. Okay. But today, the episode that we're doing is going to break our cousin's heart. Kim is not going to like this episode. Why? Because it involves a brand that she really likes of clothing. Interesting. Lululemon. It is Lululemon. <gasps> I was so right. How did you guess that? Because I know Kim, like the back of my hand. Yes. It's crazy. So, okay. This involves Lululemon. And that's crazy because I was literally, Matt and I were looking at Lululemon's like leggings yesterday and like they make men's clothing and so like we were going to get him something but it was like way too expensive. Yeah, it's way expensive. I'm so excited. Okay, yes. let's get into it. <laughs> so, we're starting out with a direct quote from Judge Robert Greenberg. Okay. He said, you're one hell of a liar, ma'am. Oh, man. And he said this when he was sentencing Brittany Norwood. The events that led to this nationally reported sentencing will shock you. So, Ooh. even though it was, like, nationally reported on, it is definitely... Lululemon definitely tried to keep it under wraps mm-hmm. and tried to just move past it. Gotcha. So, I have listened to other podcasts talk about this story, mm-hmm. and they go through and tell Brittany's story as if it's what happened, and then they go back and, like, as the police, like, figure out what actually happened, and then they go back and change, tell, like, the real story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to do that because I don't want to portray Brittany as a victim because she is not. Okay. Interesting. So, Brittany Norwood was a worker at Lululemon Athletica in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, but if you don't know, Lululemon is a luxury yoga shop. So, they sell leggings and, like, all of, like, your workout gear. And their leggings are, like... At least a hundred dollars. hundred and ten dollars was the price that I was about to pay yesterday, but I it thought is better. Ridiculous. Of it. Exactly. Um, but regardless of the price of their clothing that they sell, it does not excuse the events that happened back on this night in on March eleventh, two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the morning manager arrived in the at the store the next morning to open the shop, mm-hmm. everything was off. the The store was like in complete disarray. The front door was left unlocked. And so, like, just the front door unlocked alone was just, like, shock to her because, like, they, like, Lululemon isn't, like, your dollar store, like, where right. things aren't a few dollars. Like, these are hundreds of dollars yeah, the of price, merchandise. Like, yeah. It's an Extremely. expensive store. Like, and it's not, it wasn't like it was in, like, a bad neighborhood. Like, it, she wasn't, like, worried about that. 
but it was it so it was like in like a rather rich neighborhood in Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Like an Apple store was literally right next to it. Gotcha. So for like us, Mall. I would say it'd be more like Kenwood Mall. Yeah. So the it was completely in disarray or whatever. And Apple next door was having an event where they were uh, launching the iPad 2. Mm-hmm. This is way back when, when iPads were on their second generation. Right. So uh, Rachel, who was the manager, she got nervous and she didn't want to go fully into the building by herself because she didn't know like if somebody was still there mm-hmm. or what was going on. So she went outside and was trying to call 911, and this guy who was in line to get an iPad saw that, like, she was just, like, very distraught and um, needed help, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'll go in with you. We'll figure it out. Like, I'll make sure, like, nobody else is in the back. Mm-hmm. So she's on the phone with 911, and they're walking through the store, and, like, it's set up, like, the front is, like, where, like, all the displays are, whatever. And then they get to, like, the cash registers, and the cash registers are, like, pulled open, they're empty, there's receipts, like, everywhere, like, oh it's God. a mess, and so, like, to them, like, it looks like a true, like, robbery, Crime, right, and so they go further into the back, and they start noticing blood, and oh. blood is everywhere, oh, Lord, and Ryan was the guy that she got from the Apple line to come into the store with her, <clears throat> he's like, you know what, you just stay here and talk to the police, I'm gonna finish walking through the store Mm -hmm. so he gets to one of the back stock rooms and like he is just following the trail of blood at this point like he knows something happened so he's just following the trail of blood yeah so he gets to this door and but to one of the back stock rooms and he tries to open it and he gets he meets like resistance oh god so he like pushes it open a little more and there is a person who he Assumed was a woman because, just because of, like, how long her hair was. Yeah. She was face down, and she's literally laying in a pool of blood. Like, massive pool of blood. Oh, no. And so, like, he tried to, like, poke her with his foot just to see if there was, like, any movement, and there was not. So he starts walking back out to the front to where Rachel was, and he hears, like, moaning. So he's like, shit, there's somebody else here. Yeah. So he starts walking back through again, and he comes to the employee bathroom. And he opens the door, and there is a woman in there with her hands tied above her head and zip ties, and, like, blood is just all over her. Oh, my God. And, but he could see that she was still breathing. Right. So he runs back out to Rachel, and was like, oh, my God, you need to get the paramedics here, like, ASAP. So... The police quickly arrived, and they're working up the woman who they believe is still alive, and that's when Rachel is like, these people, they could only be two people. Like, they're the only two people that would have been here last night. So, like, they worked for her. Yes. Okay. So, it was Jana Murray and Brittany Norwood. So, Brittany Norwood is the one that is tied up, and Jana Murray is the deceased on the ground in her in a pool of her own blood. Okay. So they get Brittany because at this point they don't know what happened. They have no idea 
what went on in this store. Right. They see all of this blood. They think that Brittany is the sole surviving victim, so they need to get her to the hospital, get her checked out, and get her questioned as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So they get to the hospital, and, like, she literally has, like, minor cuts and scrapes. Like, everything's superficial. Nothing is really wrong with her. She's got one really bad wound on her head, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else is superficial. So, I'm going to backtrack for one second. Yes. Like, so how was she tied up, like, like, was it, I know it was, obviously, with her hands above her head. Like, was it a zip tie? Zip ties. Okay. So, it's not, like, something, like, it's, like, a rope that no. could easily be, like. No, okay. she was tied up with zip ties. Okay, cool. Sorry. Okay. So, <clears throat> let's tell you what Brittany said happened, but I'm going to warn you it is not the truth. Okay. Because I don't want to portray her as a victim because she is not. Okay. Go ahead. Um, she said that her and Jaina, who was the closing manager that night, mm-hmm. were closing up the store at end of day. It was like 9.45 when they finally like set the alarm to leave. Mm-hmm. And they were headed out and Jaina went to her car and started driving home and Brittany was walking to the metro to catch a bus home. No. She, she said she realizes that she forgot her Metro card or her wallet. It, there's varying. Mm-hmm. But either way, her Metro card was left in the store. So she needed to get back to the store to get it so that she could get home. But she doesn't have keys to the store because she's not a closing manager. She'd only been working at this Lululemon for like six weeks. Right. So, and she doesn't have Jaina's number, so she has no idea how to get a hold of her. So she starts calling other co-workers that she does have the phone number to, and one of them finally gives her Jaina's number. So she calls Jaina, and Jaina's like, okay, that's fine, I'll come back, because I forgot my laptop as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, now I need to get back into the store, too. Right. So, Brittany's back at the store waiting for Jaina, and Jaina pulls up, and she, like, kind of, like, parks illegally in front of the building, mm-hmm. because, like, you know, like, they're just running in to grab their stuff and leave. Right. So, according to Brittany, when they went back in to get their stuff, they're trying to find her Metro card. They can't find it, can't find it, can't find it. Finally, Jaina was like, look, it's late. Like, I want to get home. Take my Metro card. I'm driving my car home. Take my Metro card home. We'll find yours tomorrow when we're back in. Like, let's just get out of here. Right. So, they go to start leaving, and Brittany says that two men had snuck into the store when they went in to search for their things mm-hmm. and were hiding in clothing racks and jumped out and started attacking them. Gotcha. They said that, she said that those two men, it was one that was like six foot tall, one that was like five foot, or five foot five. He was shorter. Mm-hmm. And the taller one immediately started attacking Jaina, whereas the smaller one went after her. Mm-hmm. And the bigger one took Jaina back into the room or whatever, and she didn't see Jaina for a very long time for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. And she was taken into one of the other stock rooms with the smaller man, and he tied her legs, like, tied her feet together with zip ties and tied her hands together with zip ties and just started, like, torturing her, like, with, um, like, a switchblade. Mm -hmm. Just, like, cutting her in different places, just torturing her. Mm -hmm. And... So then he leaves and goes out to the other guy, and she can hear 
Brittany, or she can hear Jaina just screaming at this point. Mm-mm. And so the guy comes back in and drags her into the room where Jaina is, throws her on top of Jaina's body, who at this point she thinks is dead. Right. Um, and the guys tell her, like, we're going to spare your life because, like, you're nice to fuck. Like, because the one guy was sexually assaulting her at the same time as he was doing all this. So they take her back into the other room and, according to her, continue sexually assaulting her and whatever, and then they leave. And then she's there till morning when everybody finds her. Mm -hmm. But that did not happen. Um, but because of all this, because of the story that she told the cops, mm-hmm. the cops are on a completely different track. They're like, okay, we gapped, we have to find these two men. Right. Like, these two men are still out patrolling around. Like, who knows who they can kill next? Right. So they get the CCTV from the Apple store next door because the Lululemon did not have any cameras. Which... Bugs me. Like, you're a luxury store. Right. You would think you would want to protect your... Exactly. ...goods. I would want cameras at every angle of the door, like, going outside. I want the stock room because, you know, workers are not very nice sometimes. They like to steal. Um, I want them in all of the, like, four corners of the store, looking at all of the clothes, the cash registers, on the cash register, people behind it. No. Outside. They didn't have any cameras. That's insane. Even so, in 2011, I know that there were store cameras. Yes. Walmart's had store cameras in it yes. since, like, 2000. Yes. Crazy. So they get the CCTV footage from the Apple store, and while it's not directly pointed, like, at the Lululemon, mm-hmm. they do see two men dressed in black wearing a book bag, which is exactly Brittany's, like, description the story, of the men. Yeah. They see them, like, walking down the street. So they're like... We have to find these men. Like, right. these men are our men. Because it, like, was at, like, the exact same time that the events would have happened. Right. It was at, like, 10, 10, 15. Because Jaina had already started driving home, but she had to come back. Right. Um, so, one of the policemen were like, okay, I'm just going to sit outside of the store and just people watch. I'm going to just sit here and just see who walks by. Right. So one night, he's sitting there. This is just, like, two or three days later. He's sitting outside, and he sees these two men with, like, the height difference. Because, remember, one was, like, six foot, one was, like, five, five. Yeah. He sees these two men, and they're wearing black. The one's got a book bag. And so the cop's like, "This, these are my guys. Like, I have to talk to them. So he's got, like, screenshots of the CCTV footage, and he goes and talks to them or whatever, and he's like do you know who these men are in this picture? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that's us. And he's like, so what were you doing? Like, why were you out walking at night dressed in black? And the guys were like, we're servers at the restaurant down the street. Right. And we our, work here. And our attire is all black. Exactly. And they were like, the cop was like, well, why, are you, why were you walking so late at night? Uh, like, because we live over here. Right, and my shift just ended. Yeah, uh-huh. he's like, we, we were just walking home, and we live in the same general direction, so we just walked home together. Right. Like, it's just kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. So, that's when police were like, hmm, maybe we should talk to Brittany again. Right. So, they talked to Brittany, 
and she finally confesses to what happened. And at the same time, they're getting the autopsy report back from Jaina's death. Jaina suffered 331 different wounds. Wow. 331. Wow. 200 of which were just from the neck up. <gasps> are you serious? Yes. Like, are you serious? Yes. That's insane. Like, think oh of how God. small of a space yes. your head, head to neck is. Mm-hmm. 200 wounds and it like majority of them were stab wounds mm. but there were bashing wounds like she was like hit upside the head with something Mm-mm. and there there's just all kinds of blood like and like that's not even counting wounds that were over top of wounds so like if like she was like stabbed twice in one spot they could only count it as one Right, because so you'll never know if it was like a repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, it is true that Brittany and Jaina were working the closing shift together. That was their thing. Mm -hmm. But the store also had a policy that they checked each other's bags at closing. Mm -hmm. And this was because they had had problems with employee theft in the past. I told you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, this was just their way of double checking everybody, making sure nothing went home that didn't belong with them. Mm-hmm. So Jaina had checked Brittany's bag and she noticed a pair of Lululemon pants. Mm-hmm. And Brittany claimed that she had bought them off of another employee. But when Jaina called that employee just to confirm, they denied it. Crazy. So Jaina came back and was like, look, I know you didn't buy these pants off somebody. Like, just put them back. Let's go home. Um, but in some reports, they say that Brittany had been caught stealing before, mm. and so she was, like, essentially on, like, a last warning. Oh, like, probationary. Yeah. Okay. So, these reports were also saying that Jana told Brittany that she would have to tell their higher manager about what happened. Basically, yeah. getting Brittany to the point where she would be fired. And this isn't the first Lululemon store that she worked at. She had been fired from another one. Then why were you hiring somebody else? That's crazy. I don't know. So, but either way, being caught with these pants in her bag pissed Brittany off. (laughs) So, after locking the doors and walking to their cars, and Jaina had started driving away, Brittany got Jaina's number and told her that she forgot her wallet or Metro card back in the store. And again, Jaina's like, cool, I forgot my laptop, so, like, I need to go back, too. And so Jaina followed Brittany back into the store and would never be seen alive again. Mm-mm. So Brittany got Jaina into one of the back rooms and brutally beat and killed her with at least six different weapons. That's crazy. Over a pair of pants. Yes, over a, a pair of pants. And a job. I'm sorry, you can get a different job, Klepto. And it's get not like it's not like Brittany was like struggling for money. Like she came from a wealthy family. Her dad was a business owner. She had a college degree. Like wow. she was not in a bad situation. Wow. And but some of these weapons that like she used on Jaina were a hammer, a wrench, a knife, and even a peg that was used to hold up mannequins. No. So, like, these were all things just, like, in the store that she 
just grabbed in a fit of fury and attacked Jaina. No, no, no. Um, so like I said, when the autopsy report was done, there were 331 individual wounds. Ugh. And the medical examiner also believed that Jaina was alive throughout the entire attack. That's so sad. They don't think that she was conscious. Right. But they do believe that she was alive until the final blow, which was a stab wound to the back of her neck, which severed her spinal cord. Ugh. That's ridiculous. Um, when Brittany was done with her attack, Seriously. she had to think fast. Because how was she going to get out of this? Like... She was going to get caught if she just left it how it was. She put on a pair of size 12 men's shoes and walked around, leaving bloody footprints as if a man had actually been there. Yeah. A leading... Or so leading, did she get the, the shoes from, like... Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're not... Like, you're not helping your investigation. No. Grab a pair off the shelf, like, stupid. Yeah. Oh, God. Um. And in... One of the videos that I had watched that was on this case, they say that the footprints lead right to a sink and then stop. So, like, it's evident that, like, she cleaned off the shoes and disposed of them somewhere. Jesus. Um, She even went as far as tying herself up to make it look like she was attacked as well. Like I said, she had zip ties on her hands and her hands were above her head. And this is where the police started, like, seeing the flaws. And the the only bloody footprints that the police found were hers and that of a shoe that was found at the crime scene. So, like, if you're going to come in and commit a murder and, or just, like, an attack that accidentally leads to murder, why would you take your shoes off and leave them? Right. It doesn't make sense. doesn't make any sense. She's so dumb. Yeah. But at least, re- like, people, like do extensive research when they want to murder somebody, like, beforehand. I mean, I know this is, like, a spur of the moment, like, I'm going to kill you kind of a thing, but, like, come on. Like, seriously, come on. Yeah. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And her bruises and cuts were obviously self-inflicted because they weren't deep. They were superficial. Mm -hmm. And the police believed that the position that she was tied up in could have easily been done herself. Which it was. Right. Um, cause like, just, just the drastic difference in the two people at this scene. Right. Jaina is brutally murdered. Like, she has blood everywhere. Blood is as high as six feet on the walls. Like, blood is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... Jaina's, or Brittany's just got some superficial cut wounds that make it look like there's blood everywhere, but they're not deep. Like, she literally, I think, one wound got stitches. Oh, Um, gosh. Like, you're doing the most. Yeah. Like, stop. Like, I just, I cannot handle that. That's insane. This girl is a And then she sat there all night long until her manager got there in the morning. No. And there's so many holes and so many, so much evidence that, like, it's just really... Oh, yeah. Once they realized that, like, they needed to flip the script on her, evidence just started piling up. Yeah, like... Like, at one point, like, they found out that she had to move Jaina's car. Because Jaina's car was not in front of the building. Yeah. When 
the police got there in the morning. And that's that's kind of weird, like, how the, and the Apple camera didn't catch that either. Mm-hmm. So, and then, but, like, she would either have had to do it before, like, literally would have had to do it before Jaina was murdered, because if she didn't, like, she would be walking outside with blood all over her. And people would, like, no one saw that? Like, no. no one saw her move her car? Where was her car found? Um, a few blocks away in just, like, a random parking lot. And then you walk all the way back to the store with blood all over you? Yeah. There's had to be something that's fishy. That's crazy. Yeah. Insane. Because the police remember, one of the policemen who was, like, on, uh, what's it called when you just drive around as a cop? Patrol. Yeah. He was just, like, on patrol. And once he got, like, later, once he got, like, the description of the car, mm-hmm. he remembers seeing that car in this, like, parking lot, but somebody was sitting in it. He doesn't remember, like, who or whatever. But the car stuck out to him because this is Maryland, and the car had Texas plates. Right. So, like, this car stuck out to him. So, they were able to go back to that exact same location and find the car. Wow. I don't know if they found blood in it. I didn't see anything about that. But but you did mention the Apple store Mm -hmm. with the cameras. So, the Lululemon store shared a wall with the Apple store. Like, up, butt up against each other. Yeah. Um, so they, the police obviously went to the Apple store and was like, you guys closed around the same time. Did you hear or see anything? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the employees, they were like, I mean, we heard some women bickering, but like nothing major. Right. Like that was, that was it. But when you watch them on camera, like, cause the Apple store has cameras inside, uh-huh. you see them go up to the wall, like the employees go up to the wall stand there and listen for a few minutes, and then walk away. Wow. So when they were asked about, like, if they heard anything, like, what if they heard anything specifically, mm-hmm. they heard one of the employees testified in court saying they heard one woman yell, talk to me, don't do this, talk to me, what's going on? Right. And then another one said that they heard, oh, God, please help me. Oh, Lord. And they did not call 911. Why? They thought it was just... <laughs> Employees bickering. Okay, they, don't do this. Oh my God, please help me. Yeah. Uh, nine. They thought that right it now. was just drama, but no more than likely, they heard the entire murder of Jaina and did nothing. That is um, crazy. Yeah, and even the. That's so sad to know yes. that you were right there and you could have helped. And then, like, I bet they feel horrible. I'm not, Which I'm is not... why I'm not going to say their names. Right. Because they have gotten enough shit about this in the past. I bet. And even the judge went as far as calling them out, saying that they were, or calling them out for their callous indifference. Yeah. Like. I know that we say, like, and I, I mean, I, at, at this point, like, what, like listening to it, like, you, everyone, like, obviously hears, like, and I know I just said it too. Like, <clears throat> why didn't you call nine one one? Why didn't you like? You're listening to this. Like, you thought it was just a bickering, but like, and we know like when if we were in that position, who knows what how we would have felt? And like, like it's like, come what, on. like sitting at your house and you hear yelling outside. Do you automatically think somebody's being murdered? Me, I do mm-hmm. because like I listen to true crime all the right. time. But like, if it was anybody else, it'd be like kids outside teenagers mm-hmm. outside playing around whatever right like you don't immediately think to something bad is happening right especially in the neighborhood that they were in right like this wasn't like some 
jank neighborhood where crime right. was happening all the time. Right. Crime it was like never a, it's happened an apple here. store and it's a Lululemon. Like right. yeah, it's an outdoor mall. Like right. nothing is happening here. I get that. And I and I, like like I said, I do understand like sometimes it's like you don't think about it right away, but then in retrospect you're linking back and like I should have done something. And I know they're probably beating themselves up about oh, yeah. it. And they got death threats and all that stuff. So like yeah. I understand like it's it's really tough. But like and who are we to judge, obviously, like that what was going on in their situation or whatever. But yeah. at the same time, I feel like I feel like I would have called the police just because I'm that nosy person who I'm like same. I need to know. But like there's other people who don't think like that and yeah. I can't really blame them for that. Yeah. But yeah. Um but in the end Brittany was found guilty of first degree murder and was charged to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. Bye. The jury deliberated for an hour. I wouldn't even have to come back for an hour. They honey. said, a lot of jurors said that once they heard the autopsy report and that there were 331 different wounds, they are like, no. Right. It's just such a callous, like, murder. Like, why are you killing somebody over a pair of pants in a job? Seriously. Like, there's absolutely no brain or switch in my head that's, or no brain. <laughs> there's no switch in my head that's going to be like, boop, she's about to rat on me or whatever. Let me just kill this bitch. Like, there's absolutely no yeah. way. That's, that's, that's crazy. You could have just, like, not shown up to your job. and you, Right. Like. That's so sad. Like, that someone's life had to end over a pair of pants. Yeah. And I feel like. And she was only 30. Really? Jaina was only 30. Wow. And, like, she had traveled the world. She had studied up. Loved traveling. She had been to every continent except Antarctica. But she has, she had two different business degrees. Like, she wanted to work her way up through Lululemon and become something. Like Right. She had dreams. She had a family. Yeah. Like, and you just took away not only her life, but, again... The lives of her parents, her boyfriend, if she had one, or her yes. sisters, her, her brothers. Her boyfriend and... actually played, not like a huge part in any of this, but like, it came out later that just months before this happened, he mm. was out engagement ring shopping. Oh my goodness. And. That's so sad. It's so sad. That someone's life and their possibility of like a happy life is just gone. And like, 300 stabs. Like, that's just. Yeah absolutely crazy to me that's so sad like I'm like and like the Skylar niece and like episode we did last week like it's just over what like why that is just such a petty reason yeah and like I just I just don't understand maybe I just don't understand like sociopathic tendencies or whatever that may be like that wants you to cause like causes you to want to murder somebody for something so little and honestly, I feel so bad for her family. Like, that's that's so sad. Yeah. Um, even though, like, her attorney did say that, like, Brittany admitted to everything that happened, mm-hmm. he did not believe that it was warranting a first-degree murder. So he tried to appeal it, but was basically, like, shut down. Oh, my goodness. And Good. I'm pretty sure she does not have any more appeals left. Yeah. To overthrow her conviction. Yeah. Well, what, like, and they're, like, what evidence would you say? Like, I mean, what they can do, I know, like, they can over, if you're appeal, you're never going to get out, like, especially with, like, a, well, possibly. So, like, with her, her case, if she wanted to appeal her first degree murder charge, they would, they could, they would be able to, like, backtrack and, like, they would give her a retrial and then they would give her, like, try to get her, like, a lesser sentence. But 
that just like the crime just does not warrant like that. Like, no, it doesn't seem. It to, was like, such a brutal crime. Right, and you should get what you get. Like I just don't. Yeah. I don't see one. So she remains behind bars. Good. Um, Lululemon, though, like I said, they did try to keep this under wraps, mm-hmm. but they did create a um, like stained glass mural in the store, like in honor of Jaina. And just recently, they did move the location of the store, mm-hmm. and they said that the mural just didn't really like fit in with their aesthetic at the new store. Mm-hmm. So they actually donated it back to the family. Oh. And so now the family has that, and her brother has been one of, like, the biggest supports for this case. Yeah. And trying to keep Brittany behind bars. That's amazing. And Good. Yeah. I would. Like, like I said about the other case, if you need me to write a letter, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just, it's, people like that don't deserve freedom. Yeah. They don't deserve anything else good in their lives. Like, no. it's, it's, it's terrible what people do, honestly. Yeah. For that petty, like, crap. Like, for $100. Right. For a $100 pair of pants. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not killing somebody over that. No. For sure. So, yeah. Sorry, Kim. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, anything, like, the... No, the company definitely didn't do anything wrong. No. And they, they obviously, like, supported the investigation and stuff like that. It's just, like, kind of obviously is, like, a dark mark on their name. Yes. But, you know. What can you do? But Except yeah. keep that bitch in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep her in jail. Sorry. All right, so that was this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Murder Vixens. And then share us, like us, and comment on any of you, anything that you see on our Facebook page, Murder Vixens, a true crime podcast. Give um, us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Right, Come we on, guys. Five-star reviews, we need that. And then listen, listen, listen. Get your friends to listen. Um, go back. We have seven or six or seven episodes now like we need to go back and tell your friends about us make them listen um you know and then we all these episodes are great for car rides they really are traveling somewhere just put a couple on and you'll be you'll be there in no time Mm -hmm. exactly and also if you do again we want to we're not saying you have to but we do have a link on our facebook page where you can donate monthly to um, our podcast so we can make better and bigger content for you guys. Don't forget if yes, you do want to do that. Um, also, um, we just wanted to say I hope you had a fantastic um, Thanksgiving with your family. Yes. And I hope you have a good holiday. And, yeah, for Christmas. It's coming up soon. You so know soon. I know. I'm so excited. All right. Peace out.